rejoiced in uh, being a wife. We've been uh, discussing about uh, being in partnership with Christ. If you remember, and I know you will not, uh, but I just want to refresh your, uh, your memory. We're talking about uh, in partnership with Christ. And uh, we did a series, and we want to continue this series. Are you playing with it? Huh? Well, we, we've been uh, discussing uh, a series, and uh, we want to take it to about six or seven series, depends on what the Holy Spirit has been doing. And um, the first one, which if you are not uh, familiar with the series, is on the website, and uh, you can tap into it and uh, download and listen to uh, the, uh, the series on uh, In Partnership with Christ. The first one we did was that um, is, um, we said Jesus Christ uh, uh, cannot do it alone. And um, uh, if I will rephrase it again, Jesus Christ can do it, but he wants to do it with you. Amen? And uh, we spoke about, uh, we said um, that you must create an inviting culture in our church. That means every individual must commit to inviting somebody. I just want to honor this man. And um, yeah, there's so much going on. Uh, Frank, I want to uh, just tell him that... Uh, we want to honor him. I want to bless him. We want to tell him how much we appreciate him. And uh, this Sunday is going to be his last. Is that right? And um, uh, you don't have to come, but we want to bless you. We want to pray for you, for God to grant you Johnny mercy. Amen? Amen. Give me your hand. Father, I just want to pray for him right now. Father, in the name of Jesus, I commit Frank into your hand that you will touch him. I pray, Lord, that your anointing will flow, that the impact of Pastor Beto and Pam, Lord God, will continue to influence his life, Lord, for the rest of his days. Father, the seed that has been sown into his life, Father, I pray, Lord God, it will not fall to the ground. It will fall into the further part of his heart in the name of Jesus. Father, it's not by accident that you brought him and his wife to this place. Father, I pray, Lord, that you will bless him. It's not about blessing him materially. Father, I pray, bless him spiritually. We thank you for what you are doing. We commend him into your hand. We pray, Lord, for his wife and himself, Lord, that you will grant them journey mercy, Lord. I pray, Lord God, that the way they step into that aircraft, the same way, Lord, they will step out, Lord God. Jesus, we thank you. We commend him into your hand and his wife, we pray. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Bless you. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Amen. And uh, you need to pray for us sometimes. I have so much to do because of all the going on. I forget. Amen. And, uh, but let's, let's move on right now. And... Uh, we, we, we said in the second part or so, we said that we must create an inviting culture. Everybody has got a responsibility that uh, the invitation should be the new normal in this church. And um, the using of the social media uh, should be something that we must uh, adopt to reach out to our friends and neighbors and to those who are closer to us. 
and uh, people who cares about people we always invite because we believe that we are enjoying God here yeah? we must make it a point of duty to invite others so that they also can enjoy what we are enjoying amen then the third part we are going to talk about today today we're going to deal with number three and uh, we say Jesus Christ uh, walks from both sides we're going to deal with that in a moment and uh, the fourth part we're going to talk about uh, in future is uh, God will always be on the side of obedience and uh, we're doing this series we want to just try and make sure that uh, uh, God will motivate you impart your life then the fifth part again in this partnership with Christ is that the urgency of this partnership this partnership is urgent amen and then the sixth part, the sixth part is that uh, we must take the kingdom of God with us wherever we go. And um, uh, you see, the third part we want to talk about uh, today, uh, is time permits, is, um, is that we say Jesus Christ walks from both sides. Jesus Christ walks from both sides. Amen? And uh, I don't know about you, uh, sometimes we think that uh, whenever we are doing life, we're doing it alone. We are not doing it alone. I believe that wherever God sends you a message and He tells you to do something, He's on the other side of the uh, of the uh, uh, it's on the other side waiting for you to to be in obedience to follow through on what He has uh, uh, instructed you to do. You see, Jesus Christ walk on both sides, and uh, if you. Um, if you want to look at uh, the, uh, the scripture in the book of Acts chapter 10, uh, which we will go into in a moment, uh, Acts chapter 10, chapter 10 verses 1 to 48, but we're not going to read the entire um, um, verses. You say in partnership uh, with Christ is that um, we want to know how much uh, God is with us. Look at what Jesus Christ said in the last, uh, in the Great Commission. In that Great Commission, when he uh, gave it, um, we call it um, um, the, the last commission that Jesus Christ gave to the disciples. And uh, he said, he said, after he commanded them to go and make disciples, and after he commanded them to baptize in the name of the Father and of the Son and the Holy Spirit, then he left them with this promise. He said, Lo, I am with you, to the ends of the ages. He said, I am with you. We need to understand that Jesus Christ is with you every step of the way. He walks on both sides. Amen? You see, this gospel that we are preaching is too good to keep to ourselves. Can I have an amen? Amen? This gospel is too good to keep to ourselves. Uh, speaking to a friend uh, some time ago, and uh, speaking to this friend... Um, he began to tell me that he got into this business and uh, he had partnership, friends. He had two other friends who were in partnership with him. And uh, he said, but the problem is that uh, he was working so hard to keep this business going. And he was responsible in the day-to-day -day running of this business. So finally, what he finally did was that he bought his two friends out of this business and began to manage this business himself. You see, there is no silent partner or absentee partnership 
in the kingdom of God. You see, God is not looking for those who are silent. He's not looking for those who are going to keep quiet in extending his kingdom. Because the kingdom of God has got a voice. The kingdom of God has got somebody within the kingdom. That is why Jesus Christ said in the book of Matthew chapter 9, verse 30, uh, 37 and 38, he says that the harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. He is asking us to rise up and do the work of the evangelism. Do the work of the harvest so that we can reap more harvest into his kingdom. And he's looking for partners. And you are his partner. Amen? You are his partner. Amen? You see, the kingdom of God is, is not, um, it's not investing your money in stocks and bonds. It's not investing your money in shares. And then you go to sleep and expect your investment to yield dividend for you over a period of time when you wake up. No. The kingdom of God is beyond that. You see, to be in partnership with God, God wants to help you so that he will, you will need to understand that he works on both sides. Amen? He wants to partner with you. He wants to, he wants to do this business with you. You are not alone. You see, Jesus is not a silent uh, 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 partner in this business. Neither do he want you to be silent in this business. He does not want you to stay silent. Amen? When we look at the book of Acts chapter 10, the book of Acts chapter 10, look at what it says. It says, uh, it says there was a certain man in Caesarea called Colonius, a centurion of what was called the Italian regiment. Is there any Italian in the house? I say any Italian in the house? Amen. Amen. Oh, come on, show your hands if you are proud of your heritage. Amen. Praise God. Amen. He said this colonials belong to an Italian regiment. Amen. And uh, it says this man, I want you to just uh, take a moment or two or so to um, just listen to what the Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit is going to minister to us uh, in line with uh, in partnership with Christ. He says, verse 2 says, he said, he was a devout man and a man who feared God with his family. He said, he gave alms generously to the poor and he prayed to God always. I want you to take note quickly. You see, there are some credit here to this man. How many credit are you going to just pick up? Look at the credit, this man. Let's go back again. It says that he was a devout man. Can you bring this one down a little bit, please? He was a devout man, and he feared God with all his household. He gave arms generously to the people and prayed to God always. I want you to take note. Can you give me how many credit has this man got? in this passage here if you are following how many if you are counting talk back to me we're doing a bible study here four. four thank you very much 
You see, this man has got four credit to his name. Okay? He gave to the poor and he feared God, number two. And he gave arms, to, sorry, he gave arms to the poor and he prayed to God always. And he was a devout man. Four. He said three. He said about nine hours, that is about um, 3 p.m. of the day. He said about the ninth hour of the day, about 3 p.m., he saw clearly in a vision an angel of God coming to him and saying to him, Colinius, about 3 p.m., apparently this man must be praying. Are you with me? This man must have been praying when the angel appeared to him 3 o'clock in the afternoon. He should be standing and doing his job. What does he portray to us this morning? He portrays to us that in the midst of your job, God has placed you there for a purpose. That you are not going to just be mocking around doing your job, but you, be, you should be in tune with God. Amen? Even when you are not doing anything, you should just be in a prayer mode connecting with God. Amen? You see, this man, 3 o'clock in the afternoon, he heard and he, he saw a vision. An angel appeared to him and he said, Colinius. Verse 4. He said, and when he observed him, he was afraid and said, it has not happened to him before. He said, what is it, Lord? So he said to him, your prayers and your arms have come up as a memorial before God. And my prayer for you that your prayer and whatever you have been given to God or arms to the poor we come as a memorial before God. Amen. That every investment you invest in the kingdom, every prayer you pray, is not going to go to waste in Jesus' name. But he said, Your prayer and your investment has come as a memorial before me. Amen. And then, verse 5, he said, Then send men to Joppa and Send for Simeon or Simon, whose surname is Peter. He says, send men to Joppa. And he is lodging with Simon the Tanner, whose house is by the seaside. He will tell you what you must do. I want you to take note of verse 6, because verse 6 is uh, something that we need to take note of as we talk about the part in partnership with Christ. He says, send men to Joppa. And then, send, for, uh, send men to Joppa and send for Simon, whose surname is Peter. He is lodging, in, he is lodging with Simon, a tanner, whose house is by the seaside. He will tell you what you must do. And when the angel has spoke, who has spoken to him had departed, Colinius called two of his household servants and a divorced soldier and uh, um, from among those uh, who waited on him continually. He says, so when he had explained all these things to them, he sent them to Joppa. Then the next day, verse 9, he says, as they were on their way, as they were journeying, and as they drew near to the city, the Bible says, Peter went up. I want you to take note now. God walks on both sides. You see, the angel sent, was sent to Colinius, sent men to Joppa. And as these men are going to Joppa, 
They are about to get into the city. The Bible says that Peter himself was waiting on top of the roof, praying. While he was praying, this man that was sent to him, God was also ministering to Peter. Are you with me? We're not going to read the entire chapter. We've got a lot to cover uh, this morning. But you need to understand that we are in partner. He said, look at what he says in verse 13. Verse 13. Verse 13 tells us, Then a voice said to Peter, Get up, Peter. Kill and eat. Kill and eat. You know that Peter received a vision. Four sheets or a sheet was brought down from heaven. Head on four parts, with all the various animals, reptiles, snake, or whatever. All the various types of animals were there. And God said to Peter, he said, rise up, kill, and eat. Why did God send Peter this vision? Because at that moment in time, the Jews has nothing to do with the, the Gentiles. And they are like snakes. They are like reptiles. And they will not have any association with the Gentiles. And God is saying right now, He said, Peter, kill and eat. These are the things you, who are repulsive to you. The people out there, they are not like you. The Gentiles, the unbelievers right there, they are not like you. And God is saying to us right now that He needs to change our perception. He needs to change the way we view them. They are not a part of the landscape. And He is saying to us now that He says, Look at what He said to Peter. He says, Whatever I have cleaned, you must not. You must not. Let's read it. Verse 13. Verse 15, sorry. Verse 15, he said, the voice spoke again to him and said the second time, he said, what God has cleansed, you must not call what? Common. You must not call unclean or you must not call common. So God is saying right now, the people you are going to carry contact out there, they are clean. That might be a surprise to you. Because God is saying that he died not for Christians only, he died for the world. Are you with me? And the scum of the earth, there he also died for them. They are reptiles. They are all type of creeping animals. They are not people who are like you. But God is saying, go and meet them. Remember, he spoke to Colinio. He said, send men to Joppa. Okay, let's move on quickly. When we look at... Um, Colinius, for example, let's go back to Colinius. You see, Colinius had four credits to his name. And when you look at everything that is written about Colinius, you will immediately say and testify that Colinius is saved. He prayed. Shame on believers who don't pray. He gives arms to the poor. He lived a holy life. And yet, the angel said, send men to Joppa, fetch Peter, 
he will tell you what you must do. And then the angel again, or God spoke to Peter. He wants you, look at, I've sent people to you. God works on both sides. Are you with me? He spoke to Colinius, then he ran straight to Peter. He said, Peter, I've sent somebody to you. I have sent somebody to you so that you can go and minister to it. Amen? The people God is sending you to, God has already stood out there waiting for the people of God to show up so that you, he has spoken to in the church to go to them so that you can speak to them about the word of life. Amen? God works on both sides. We are in partnership with Christ. Amen? Talking about the credit of Colinius, it tells us that God is not interested in your religion. You see, Colinius is religious. Colinius has got all set effort. But all set effort is not going to give you credit in the kingdom of God. Are you with me? You must be born again. And that is why God said, this man is religious. He got all the credit. But this man is not born again. And he sent the angels to him to go and fetch Peter. Amen? He said, there are many people out there in the community. They are very religious like Colinius. They are nice people. Very nice people. Have you met them? Talk back to me. Very nice people. And I hate to say this, there are some of them very nice, even better than many people in the church. Very nice people. They are out there. They've got all the credit. But they are not saved. Amen? I'd rather deal with the sinner in the church than deal with the sinner out there. Amen? That is why I like the church of Jesus Christ. When you come here in the church today and you say, Pastor, I left my wallet behind and it is stolen. I say, praise the Lord. God is blessing us. Are you with me? Because God is bringing sinners in. Amen? But if you bring, leave your wallet behind and you go after one with your wallet is still there, God is not blessing us. Because God wants to bless us. I want to see 50% of the congregation unsaved and 50% not saved. And I can be able to minister to them. Paradventure God will touch them and bring them to the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. Amen? You see, God is not interested in religion. He said they might be nice, but he is interested in relationship. Are you with me? So that is why we as a church in Wired for Glory Church, we do what we are doing here. That is what drives us. Amen? People are generally religious. Even the so-called atheists. They say they don't believe in nothing. But nothingness is their religion. Because... You need to understand how important it is because whatever people think they don't believe in, it is their religion. Amen? Hallelujah. And look at Colinius, for example. He's got all the credit. You might think he's really qualified to be one of your board members in the church because he's religious. He gives out to the poor. Man, the pastor will love somebody like that. 
Hallelujah. And not only that, he uh, pray always. I will love somebody like that because I love people who are passionate for prayer. Amen? But he is not saved. God is not interested in your qualification. He is interested in you being born again. Amen? Amen? Being born again. Thank you, brother. For the Bible tells us in the book of Romans 2, 4, it says, for the goodness of God is what leads you to repentance. Amen? It is not your goodness because my goodness is like a filthy rag in the sight of God. But it is the goodness of God that leads me and you to repentance. Amen? Hallelujah. But verse 5 tells us this. It said, send men to Joppa. You see, in the Old Testament, I want you to listen carefully. In the Old Testament, Joppa is synonymous with Jonah's disobedience. You know the story of Jonah? You see, the Bible says that God sent Jonah to go and speak to the Ninevites. He disobeyed God. And he went to Joppa. And when he went to Joppa, he bought a ticket and got into a ship. Are you with me? So Joppa became synonymous with Jonah's disobedience. Are you with me? Hallelujah. Okay, now, you see, you know that Jonah did not go far. Hallelujah. Praise God. Oh my God, this is good. You see, Jonah did not go far. God sent a submarine to him. And that submarine took him and gave him a lift and spit him out in the shore of Nineveh. Are you with me? Praise God. Amen. You see, that deterred him. He was going this way, but it deterred him into the shore of Nineveh, the place he was running away from. For those of us who are running away from God, my prayer is that just like Jonah, just like Jonah, you might think you are running away from God, then God will send a submarine or the wind of God will blow you. You think you are going away from God, but he will blow you into God. In Jesus' name. Amen. Psalm 139 says, he said, if I go up to the heavens, you are there. If I make my bed in the depths, you are there. He said, God sent one of his prophets to Nineveh. He fled in disobedience. While in the book of Acts chapter 10, he sent his angel to Colinius to send men to Joppa and Peter obeyed. Are you with me? See, Joppa became synonymous in disobedience in the Old Testament. But in the New Testament, that same Joppa became synonymous with obedience. Are you with me? Amen? Praise God. But look at, I've got a problem here. i just got a problem here because I cannot understand what God is saying. He said, remember we are dealing with in partnership with Christ. And we are talking about God operates on both sides. You see, God sent his angel. I want you to listen carefully. If you are sleeping, it's time for you to wake up. 
Amen. He said, God sent his angel to Colinius to ask him to send somebody to Joppa. Why would God send his angel to Joppa, to Colinius? Can you bring this one down a little bit, please? How, why would God send his angel to Joppa to talk to Colinius, to send somebody to Peter? Come here, Robert. I like to mess you up because I know I can get away with it. <laughs> Amen. Praise God. Amen. Hallelujah. He said, God is sending his angel to you to send somebody to Joppa. I am the angel. Amen? Okay. <laughs> you become a boy of boat now. Yeah? <laughs> okay, now, I am the angel. You are Colonial. Thank God you are Italian. Okay? <laughs> okay, now, and now, and I come to you, and I say, thus says the Lord, same men to Joppa. Joppa is there. For you to go and for somebody there to come and talk to you. Who knows everything? Who is the one who knows everything? I'm talking back to you. Talk back to me now. Who knows everything? No, Colinus does not know anything. Who knows everything? God. Okay, now. He is the one who knows everything. Okay? He said, send somebody, send men to Joppa to come and tell you what you ought to do. And whereas I know everything. Yes. But why do why would God send somebody, send the angel to Joppa? Huh? Pardon? He trusted him. Yeah, that is there, but not really. How can he remember? We're talking about in partnership with Christ. We're talking about God operates on both sides. Are you with me? In partnership with Christ. The reason why I believe that uh, he sent men to Joppa, an angel who know everything. What is Peter going to tell the angel? The angel does not know. Hello. What does the what does Peter have to tell the angel that the angel does not know. Because the Bible tells me that the, when God told Peter to go to Colinius, he didn't tell him what to tell him. Is there in your Bible? He did not tell him what to tell him. You understand? He just said, call men. Call Peter to talk. Okay? Praise God. Because you failed, 
sit down here. <laughs> okay? I'm not finished with you. Sit down here. Okay? Okay, now. And now, and, uh, and he says, to me, I've got a problem with this. Because my problem is that if I am Colinius, why do I have to send somebody to another town or city? Why not just tell me what you want to tell me? Are you with me? Which word is profound? Peter's word or the angelic word? Which one is profound? The angel. Amen? Whatever the angel said is powerful. Is that right? Not man. Not man. But yet the angel came to tell, tell Colinius to call a man to come and talk to him about what God. Amen? It tells us that we are in partnership. Amen? It tells us that because this is my carnal-minded approach to life. Because I cannot understand God. But when you try to understand God, you realize that God is saying, I want to do kingdom business, but I want to do it with you. Are you with me? I want to do it with you. You are my partner. Amen? Okay, now let's move on quickly. It says, you see, believers today, they think that, uh, they think that um, when an angel comes to you, you receive a vision. That is very profound. When you receive a vision, thus says the Lord, you must be saved. People will get saved. Is that right? People will not save. People will not save. Look at the book of Luke. Look at the book of Luke, chapter 16. We're not going to go there. Luke 16, write it down. 16, 19 says, remember the rich man and Lazarus. The rich man said to Abraham, he said, send men send men to go and speak to five of my brothers. Then Abraham said, listen, if they don't listen to Tony, if they don't listen to Pastor Beto, if they don't listen to Regina, if they don't listen to Robert, they will not listen to any, any person. So whatever you vision people receive, if they are not born again, is, their vision is zero. Are you with me? You are that instrument. Another thing you need to understand is that eh, yes, Jesus can save, but he wants to partner with you to bring salvation to the colonies of our world. Thank you, brother. Bless you. You finish your punishment. You can go now. Amen. Praise God. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. You see, the, we need to give the Holy Spirit something to work on. Are you with me? Amen? He wants to... God is looking for your voice to cry out in the wilderness of sin. He will tell you what to do, the Bible says. This is because we are in partnership with Christ. Amen? Because we finish here. We need to understand how important it is. Angel... Is not blood wash. Angel does not know what it is to be born again. Hello? You know what it is to be born again. You got the experience. 
My sins have been washed away. I was this. Now I am this. Because the transforming power of Jesus Christ took place in my life when I was a wreck. I was a sinner. I was a drunkard. I was a drug addict. And now he touched me. He transformed my life and made me to what I am today. You can testify to somebody and they will say, wow. If he can do it for you, he can do it for me. Are you with me? But the angel, no, no sin. Jesus Christ did not die for angel. He was not blood washed. Are you with me? So God is saying, we are in partnership with Christ. And we only partner with those who I have saved. So that they can save others. Amen? Amen? So that they can tell others that God transformed my life. And if he can transform my life, he can do it for you also. So he is in partnership with you. He operates on both sides. Amen? Hallelujah. Shall we all stand? I just want to encourage you how important it is. I want to encourage you how important you are in this kingdom business. I want to encourage you to tell you that as you partner with Christ, you are not alone. He will stand on the other side of the equation. And as you are ministering, he has already ministered to the person before you arrive. Are you with me? Because you are in partnership. Amen? I want to encourage you to make a commitment. Wherever God has placed you, it might be in the office. It might be in the shopping center. It might be anywhere. It might be on the phone with somebody. You need to dispense the grace of God to people. You must have an inviting culture in you. You must be willing to tell people that my life was a mess. But my life is better now. You say, how? Did you see the doctor? No. My life is better now because I saw Dr. Jesus. And my life is being transformed now because God has transformed me. He's cleansed me. And the other person you are talking to, you are sowing a seed. You are helping that person to know that there is hope. As long as mankind has got life in them, there is hope for every human being. And you need to be the conveyor of that hope. You need to help individuals. You need to bring them. You are that partnership. We're not going to do an altar call unless you specifically requested for prayer. But I want to ask you this morning. Are you willing to say, God, I put my hands up. No longer will I have 
the code of silence governing my life. We prayed yesterday for boldness. We prayed yesterday for the anointing of God during our time of fasting and prayer. We need this yoke to be broken away from our lives. There is no silence in the kingdom of God. Let's lift up our hands right now and let us pray. Let's pray right now. Let's pray together and say, God, this concerns each and every one of us. Help us, Lord God, to break the code of silence in our lives. Help us, Lord God. Minister unto us. Give us the boldness, Lord God, I pray. The work of the kingdom, Lord God, don't consign the pastor only. It does not consign special ministries, Lord. It concerns each and every believer. Father, I pray right now, Lord God, as we lift up our hands, Lord, whatever we do, whatever we say, Lord God, we'll be wrapped with the kingdom. We'll be wrapped with witnesses, Lord. We'll be wrapped with the grace of God. We'll be wrapped, Lord, with the mercy of God. We'll be wrapped around, Lord God, with uh, the power of God leading up to salvation. Today is the day of salvation. We plead with you, Lord Jesus, Lord, because this is your church. Pray, Lord God, that you will just give us a talking in our hearts. Minister to us, Lord. Father, we're just not going to just do life, Lord. Go to work, pay our mortgage, Lord Jesus. Eat and be satisfied, Lord. But your kingdom, Lord, we want to be able to make sacrifice, Lord. Because, Lord, whatever sacrifice we make is nothing to compare to the sacrifice of what you have done on the cross of Calvary. Father, right now, Lord, I pray that the little, the little sacrifice we might make, Lord, to tell others about you, that is just the simplest thing you requested from us, Lord, to tell others about you, to testify, to tell others, Lord, about what you have done for their sin what you are willing to do to transform their life to where they are, to where you want them to be. Father, I pray right now, Lord, that this appeal will continue to ignite into our spirit, Lord. I pray, Lord, that you will continue to give us a talking, Lord. Minister unto us, we pray. We thank you once again for what you are doing. We need ourselves into your hands. We cannot do it in our strength. That is why the message has come to us today, that you are in partnership with us. Father, we want to partner with you, Lord Jesus. Whatever it takes, Lord, help us, Lord, to be whatever it takes so that we can win some for your good, for your kingdom. Thank you, Jesus. We bless you, Lord God. We bless you, Lord God. In Jesus' name. Amen. Let's go. Let's sing that song one more time. The, um, the last one also. Or the second oh, last one. Wow.